an initiative of Franciscan University of Steubenville. Faithandreason.com. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Back in the 80s, I heard a priest give a homily, and he was talking about how when he was in Western Australia, he had the chance to minister to children who were children of actual shepherds. You know, not sort of symbolically, but actual shepherds, guys who raised sheep. And so thinking he was going to be all cool, you know, he says to these shepherd children, well, how many of your father would go after, you know, one sheep in the desert that was lost in the desert? And the kid said, uh-uh. And he said that, in fact, if a shepherd had a hundred sheep and one of them got lost in the desert, that no, in fact, he would not go after it. Because you've got a hundred other sheep, it's dangerous, you don't sacrifice that for one sheep, you know. The other thing I like about sheep is, is um, you know, I, one of our friars one time was preaching about, um, you know, his experience in the Vishit, and they raised sheep. And one of the things he said is, I grew up with very romantic images of this gospel, and it wasn't until I actually worked with them that I realized that sheep are actually really stupid animals. <laughs> but they're smart enough not to follow any other voice than the master, which is a heck of a lot smarter than we are most of the time. So there's a lot to work with here. So anyway, the very fact that, that in these cultures that most shepherds would not, in fact, go after one stray sheep. I mean, if you had a choice of being eaten by a wolf or going after one stray sheep, sorry, little sheepy. That's the way I would look at it. And so that's why it would have been amazing to the hearers of this gospel for the first time to think that, that God would go after that sheep at, at, at such a terrible risk and at a terrible price. And it really is... Um, sort of a, a, an excellent image for what Jesus has done for us. And we celebrate today the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. If you're wondering why I'm sort of all dressed up like this on a regular old Friday, we're celebrating a solemnity in the church's life today. And it's important here at Franciscan because the Franciscan friars who staff this university belong to the province of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. So I do ask your prayers um, for us today on our patronal feast. So, anyway, if you accept the logic of what's going on here, what it's saying is that the love of God is, in fact, prodigal. That almost to the point of ridiculousness, the way that we're loved. And, and, and the symbol of the sacred heart of Jesus is, is sort of the Catholic symbol of this love of Christ. As Father Joe said earlier today, the, the church could have, you know, gone after any one of a number of attributes of Christ. We could have had the Feast of the Sacred Intelligence of Christ, or the Feast of the Sacred Will of Christ, or the whatever. But no, it goes after the heart, the symbol of his love for us. And this is what we celebrate today. So there are two things that I kind of deduce from this Feast of the Sacred Heart and from these readings. Is First of all, is that we are loved passionately. Secondly, for someone to be willing to pay that price, sin and death must be pretty awful. So these are the two things that I sort of walk away with from the feast and from the readings today, is that we are loved passionately, beyond even sort of our own natural ability to comprehend love. We are loved in a way that defies human logic. It is not inherently unreasonable, and yet it does absolutely defy simple logic. 
just in the way that it would defy logic for a shepherd to risk being eaten by a wolf for one little sheep. We are loved in a way that just blows the categories of common sense out of the water. But there's also kind of a warning there that Jesus wouldn't have paid that kind of price unless the sin and death that he were saving us from were something pretty awful. So there's a lot to think about and pray with here. And, and really, it kind of bespeaks that there's two missions that the church has. The one is to proclaim the love of Jesus Christ. The other is to teach the truth about sin. It's a tough job because most of us default into one or the other. It's a matter of psychology. Most of us, you know, if we incline toward mercy, we tend to be very indulgent, you know. Um, or we have other people that just love truth and they love to just get up there and thunder and preach about truth. That's our default mode. It's a matter of psychology. We have to undergo an enormous amount of conversion to be able to hold those two intentions and to be able to do both of those at the same time and equally well. We can't thunder about truth so much that we drive people away. People are not converted by angry Christians. They're just not. People are not converted by angry Christians. They're not converted by people who they think hate them. They're just not. And yet we live in what John Paul II calls the culture of death. So there's a prophetic mission. We have to preach the truth in season and out of season. What Catholic Charismatic Renewal does at its best, now sometimes Catholic Charismatic Renewal can act stupid, but Catholic Charismatic Renewal at its best provides an environment where both of those things happen at the same time. We preach sin, we preach conversion from sin, but we also create an environment where people feel loved and accepted and feel the grace and the power and love of the Holy Spirit. That's the great thing about the charismatic renewal. It's not just a guilt trip. You're sinning, you're a screw up, fix it. It's no, there's grace. You're loved, there's power from on high. And the Holy Spirit comes to you. So as Catholic Charismatics, when we are functioning at our best, this is what we do. We preach the truth, but we provide an environment and we allow people access to a grace that helps them to truly overcome their sin and experience conversion. But we as individuals have a lot of conversion that we have to experience before we can create the environment where that happens. It doesn't make any sense for us to get up on our stump and say the world is going to hell, you're part of that world, fix it. It just doesn't make any sense. We're defeating our purpose. But we can't be so lovey-dovey that we don't challenge people away from a sin and death which is so awful that Christ gave his life for it. We just don't do that. We've got to do both. We have to have hearts that are trans... We have minds transformed by truth and hearts transformed by love. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. It's an awesome truth. 
and it calls you beyond your own default mode. How do you do that? How do you preach the truth and yet love people to salvation? It's part of the gift of prudence. It's part of being transformed daily in prayer. It's a tall order, uh, but a necessary one, not really an optional one. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have the option to be one of those or the other. You don't have the option to say, I'm going to be this thundering prophet railing against evil. Nor do you say, well, I just want to love people where they're at. And da -da 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 -da. You, don't, God, you don't have that luxury. We can't lapse into one of those positions. We have to experience enormous conversion in our own minds and hearts so we can truly preach the truth in love. First words out of Jesus' mouth, repent. God, I hate that. That's his inaugural address. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Couldn't you have just said, hey? <laughs> repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So let's announce that and not be afraid to announce that. But in the midst of that proclamation, let's let people know they are loved. Let's be infused with the love of the sacred heart of Jesus. So during the course of this Mass and during the course of this weekend, I certainly hope that the Holy Spirit gives you many gifts while you're here. But I hope most of all that the Holy Spirit gives you the grace to speak the truth in love. An initiative of Franciscan University of Steubenville. Faithandreason.com Be transformed by the renewal of your mind.